Hey everyone, this is Greg Lambert, and welcome to In Seclusion. Today we're going to be talking with someone that not only knows how to work from home, but has also taught others how to do the same. I started working from home because I couldn't find somebody else to work for. I started a company. Um, I made a lot of mini-me's because I read the e-myth and I understood the need. And now I have that company that I'm CEO of, but independently, I technically help attorneys upgrade their processes and improve their offices. Andrea Canavina is a office and workflow stylist, a law practice management advisor, and is the CEO of Legal Typist. Like an office organizer. I organize their people, process, and products, I call it, because no one likes to call it tech anymore. Tech is just one tool. We've got a situation now where people who never intended to be remote workers are now suddenly thrown into being remote workers and probably for some time. What are some of the core principles of working remotely that you have? Okay, so a few of the things that I want people to understand is it's like an entire shift. It's a shift in not just the physical location in which you're processing work. It's a shift in the tools in which you're probably using in order to process that work. But it's also a shift in the timing in which you process work. And here's the thing. When you go to an employer's office, there is a set space that it's intentionally set up, hopefully with purpose, in order for you to accomplish the tasks that you need to get done to do your job. And you probably do not have a comparable space within your home environment, or like to I call it, you don't have something that is 100% mobile in order for you to replicate that. And it gets amplified the more people there are around you and the more that space can be invaded by those people. So if you have an office or an extra room in your house in which you can make your temporary office and therefore close it off, the doors close, that means don't bother you because you do have to spend the time working. But it's also good for your mental because as time goes on, the lines really start blurring between when you're working, when you're not, and you really need to start delineating it. So I like to have a physical space where you process work, where it's properly set up so that you're not going to physically hurt yourself. Because again, there's a physical component to actually getting the work done. And then it also allows you to add that mental component so that you can get the work done because you're going to shift. You're not going to be able to work from eight to five or nine to six, or as most people do from seven to 12. (laughs) Now, for some of us, and and I'm thinking especially some of the staff at law firms or staff at courts and law schools, they just don't have the space. Is there some type of way that they could set up an area within a home that may be accessible to others or what would be best practices for someone that doesn't have a separate space that they can set up? Okay, so what I try to do whenever I work with attorneys, and this is the situation that we run into, is you can utilize different pieces of furniture, such as a bookcase, something that you would normally put against a wall. Instead, you now turn it so that it's out and it's now a physical divider. Even if it's not a separate room, it's a separate visual. What I'm trying to do for people is help them understand that if you can see the work on your desk, you're going to do it, which means you're going to be at work at time, which means you're going to be working even more than you do right now. You're going to start neglecting your family because you're going to think that you need to get this work done all the time because it's the most important thing. It's the money generates the thing. Stop. The work is going to be there. Your family's going to go to sleep. There's going to be times where they're going to want to have nothing to do with you too. There's going to be times where you're going to get into a rhythm where they know mom or dad is at work. I'm not supposed to do this now. I have to be doing that now. So you and your family will work into the rhythm. 
right now isn't the adjustment period. And I'm very so happy that so many people are on spring break because part of my family is too. So it's an adjustment period for everybody in the family to understand there's going to be a new dynamic. And that new dynamic has to have a time wherein it's not just you're escaping your family to go to work. It's that you're actually physically doing the work because a lot of people start joking about it. And then again, it becomes no, you actually still need the time to focus the work. Are you going to be able to do eight hours in a clip? No. But you're going to be able to do two hours before everybody gets up. You're going to be able to do two hours before everybody goes to sleep. That's four hours now that you can do these things and get interrupted in the middle. Plan for the interruptions. I'd like to say go with the flow. If it isn't absolutely important for you to have to get done today right now, don't. Plan for you to do it as soon as you can or as soon as you can get it off, but go with the flow. And if there is something that's important that you have to get done today and absolutely has to, then it won't. It's not going to be every day. So your family will understand and they will understand if they all need to have ice cream without you or take care or do something else without you because you're going to be around for a long time. And I'm telling you, my, what I have been saying to everybody is like, my home-based office has been invaded by too many people. Even I'm freaked out. You know, there's just too much going on. But you will work into a rhythm. And I already know this. I went from kids being babies all the way up to now being in college. You will get into a rhythm as you go and you'll work it through. But give yourself a break. Don't work yourself to death and certainly don't work yourself harder than any boss ever would. What about equipment? What, what are just kind of the stock equipment and, and maybe some things that people don't necessarily think about that they may have access at work in their workspace, physical workspace, but not necessarily at home? The important things are your chair, your lighting, your work surface, make sure that you have enough space to work. Your lighting isn't so, you, again, we're trying not to physically hurt yourself just because you're not in an office. Then what you want to do is you want to make sure that the tools that you have are probably the stuff that you already got. Probably already have a phone or what I like to call them a personal mobile device. They haven't just been phones. In fact, they're not even really phones for a long time. Just a little personal mobile computer that you bring with you. And so your personal mobile device will somehow manage to be the main communication tool. Try not to get texting. Try not to make it instantaneous with coworkers. There's a reason why you don't want that. There's a reason to leave you at work. So use the systems that the firm has put in place for you to process that type of information, including email. You can always take a look at your personal mobile device and see if the email's there. So you're staying abreast of what's going on, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're at work. So if you guys don't know me already, I'm all about Daft. It's the system I use to organize email. So if you haven't heard of my Daft system yet, go to my website, Legal Type Daft, grab a copy of it and read it. You can just even Google Legal Typist and Daft and get those free versions out there. Put a process in place so that you're not at work all the time have a physical barrier, have your personal mobile device, make sure that your internet is secure. That's a very big, big one. If you go to my security page, there's something called Shields Up. It will scan your connections and everything, and it will let you know whether or not you have issues. You want to make sure that you have enough broadband or enough service coming in, which means if you have a lot of kids doing a lot of things online, they're going to kill your broadband and then you're not going to be able to work, especially if you're trying to do all these Zoom conferences and everything else take up a lot of resources. Try to do as much as you can by phone, and then you're going to alleviate the need for everybody to try to make sure that their background is clear, everybody's quiet for the same amount of time, because if you're on the phone, you can walk away. Don't hold it against people if they don't turn on their cameras on Slack too, especially those girls. We don't get away with baseball caps, boys. <laughs>
And then the last tool that I want to tell people about, and a lot of people with postage, we're probably technically going to be mailing some more stuff back and forth between people. If you get a Dymo Twin Turbo, D-Y-M-O Twin Turbo, you can put labels on one and you can get stamps for the other which means that you just put it into your uh, mailbox and your mailman comes or mail person comes and takes it. But you can still get stuff going back and forth. comes with a net stamps account, so you don't have to have stamps.com and pay a fee. As a remote worker, how do you fulfill that need for engagement and, you know, most importantly, not drop out of sight of the people that you're working with? And so, therefore, you know, out of sight, out of mind, you don't want to be that person. Well, I do believe that a lot of firms will start utilizing some of the internal tech that they already have in terms of like Microsoft Office offers Teams. We can get together in a collaborative environment with or without videos. There's a chat feature where it kind of pops up. So it's kind of like instant messaging amongst your team members. That's all internal applications. It's not necessarily used in the outside world, which is why you and I are using Zoom. So you can start utilizing some of those features. Again, what you're going to have to do is cut everybody some slack. Your staff is adjusting just as much as you are. Anything that's a deadline that needs to be taken care of, great. We'll get it done. We'll figure it out. If you can't figure it out, I'll help you figure it out. It can be done. So what I'm trying to say is just don't freak out the people and don't think that you need, like a lot of people, and I've heard this my entire life, think that somehow if you're not overlooking staff, they're doing nothing but filing their nails like Mrs. Wiggins. That's not happening. And I can tell you that because I've been working remotely with assistants. It depends on the assistant. But time on task is the most important thing for everyone to be tracking. You're going to be working on things. It's going to take you a lot longer to do the things that you normally do. And you're going to start shifting some of the things that you really probably shouldn't have been doing in the first with the incentive to do that. But utilize your internal communication, stay in touch with everybody, and mostly try to be positive. I have found in a virtual environment, it's almost immediate. The first time something isn't done the way that you expect it, you go to the most negative possible thing about something. Don't. Be positive and try to just look past. It's the process, not the person. So remember that. If there's an issue that you come up with, don't be upset with the person. Understand it's the process and we'll fix the process. For the solo or small firm attorneys, what are some virtual options that are out there? So they, they may be used to doing a lot of things themselves, and now they may find out that they need some help. What, what's some virtual options for them? Okay, so there's usually the main three that I kind of like to talk about because you have your levels of work when it comes to the administration partish of your firm. So you have your um, reception because that's somebody that's live speaking to potential clients. It's, it's a whole, it's almost like you have to outsource based on process. So the process that you're outsourcing is your reception and there's companies out there, the longstanding one is called Ruby. They've been around uh, as long as I have and they do their job very well. The kind of newer one on there is Smith AI. Again, somebody, they do some chatbot stuff. They do some things different than Ruby, but those are the two that I get the most compliments from. Remember, I'm always talking to lawyers, so I'm always getting the real deal right, right in my own head here. And then um, to do the legal secretarial and administrative work, there really is no other company except for Legal Typist. Still to this day, 18 years later, almost 19. So... Anybody that needs help in the setup of their processes and getting their documents done and doing the data entry work in getting uh, dictation set up and getting even a workflow set up. We have some clients that are asking us to integrate their assistance into their remote workflows, which we already have in place for them. Legal typist is there to take care of any of the quote legal assistant because they're different than paralegals now. We are back to our own name too. 
And then for the substantive work, the work that needs to have somebody that has access to um, research technology or um, the ability to draft and things of that nature, the company that I like to talk about now is Law Clerk Legal. And that's because Kristen Tyler and I have really connected as people that have put together the processes and whatnot in order to actually help attorneys in their day-to-day jobs and what they do. And she's very credible. So we, we, uh, I do think that they're a great company. They're basically freelance uh, associates. You need a research job, you need to draft something, draft a discovery motion, whatever it is that you need taken care of. You go there and you put in a bid and you say, this is how much I'm willing. And if people are want to take the job over, they do it. And everybody's getting rated and all this other stuff. So it's kind of like a crowdsourcing your associate work. Hey, but you know what? It works and people need it. So if you have that kind of stuff, then absolutely. But those are the three I like to, to throw out there to people as resources. Oh, oh, one last thing. I did want to let everybody know I'm putting together and rebranding my law firm solutions, which is presently my blog. There's going to be a little sign up box. You do the, give me your email address and you're going to get invited to the Slack community along with getting the, I'm doing a one page of resource list. I like to say for attorneys and legal professionals because it's not just for solos or smalls or it's for people at large firms. It's for anybody who works in a firm is who I generally speak with and try to help. Excellent. Well, Andrea, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you, Andrea Canavina, CEO of Legal Typist. I'll put the links to Andrea's website and to the products we mentioned on the show notes. Remember, we may all be in seclusion, but we're in this together. In Seclusion is produced by Janice Anderson. And the music is from Jerry David DeSecca. I'll see you tomorrow.